Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. If you were here last week, we dropped the F-bomb in church. We talked about forgiveness, right? Well, today we're going to drop the F-bomb again. We're going to talk about fun, family, friends, and food. Come on. So we're so glad to have each and every one of you. If you invited someone, we're so grateful that they're here today and we're going to eat. We're going to play on the, I ain't playing on the bounce houses, but I don't know. Which, I, I don't know. I'm a big child. I may be right in there with those kids. One time they did get me in there one time and I liked to never got out. It's like 15 minutes of like 40 kids jumping on Pastor Rich. So I don't know that I'm getting in there today, but uh, so glad to have you here. And I'm not a rapper, as y'all can tell. I, I got barely got a little bit of rhythm going on here. But um, I really like that song. Let me tell you why I like that song. Because if you start talking about the first one, and I was going to try to rap it, I practiced it back here. It was very bad. So I'm just going to uh, like tell you the lyrics. It says, look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you wanted in one moment... Would you capture it, or would you just let it slip? Yo. I had to get that yo in there. The title, yeah. Listen, no. We need, I'm not even going to dance for you. So my wife, she's like, please, Lord. She said, thank you, Lord. The title of my message today, let's get on to it, is When You Believe. Let's look at Mark 10, 46. We're going to dive right into the Bible. Now they came to Jericho, period. And remember that, there's part of, that's part of it. Now they came to Jericho, period. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Have you ever said to someone, that's it, period? Have you ever said, I'm not talking about it anymore, period, right? You ever say, I'm done, and put a big period at the end of it? I've tried to do this with Pastor Mindy. That's the end of the discussion. It never works because we never end the discussion when we're there. If y'all are married, you know what I'm talking about. Somebody wants to end the discussion with a period. Another person wants to keep talking about it. Praise the Lord, women. But if you look at that, what happened in Jericho? Nothing. There was nothing recorded in Jericho because it says as they came into Jericho and as he was leaving, right? Why? Because Jericho's story ended with a period. They had one shot and they didn't regard who was walking into their city. They had one shot to know, you know what? There were signs, there was wonders, there was miracles. There were things that, were, that could have happened in this city. Their city could have been transformed. There could have been books written about Jericho. But they missed the greatest moment in history because they didn't regard it. Why? They didn't recognize God's presence. So many times we got to understand Jesus is a big deal. He doesn't just show up at this church or the church down the road every week. He shows up whenever you need him in your life. He's a big deal. 
When he walks into the room, everything changes. And I'm not talking about big church. I'm talking about any room you may be in, any circumstance or any situation you may be going through. When he walks up on your circumstance, he can change it. There could be people healed and restored and marriages and families reunited and mended. There could be towns and cities and states and countries transformed. Listen, I want big church to not be that church that ends with a period. Come on, I want something to happen. I want our story to go on. I don't want to miss out on his presence. If you're around here, we're very mindful of who God is. We want to let him go and do whatever he wants to do because I don't want to miss his presence. I don't want to miss him coming into town and just saying, ah, we know how to have church. Come on, all of us know how to have church. All of us know how to walk through the, the things that we do. Because I just want you to let you know that Jesus will always show up if you make him part of your story. Jericho did not make him part of their story. Let's look at verse 46. It said, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. There's more to it, but I'll come back. The word bar on the front of his name meant son of. This guy didn't even have a name. He was the son of Timaeus. But what they, what they identified him at in the scripture is he was known as the blind beggar. His identity was in his disability. Come on, that's better than y'all are looking back at me. His identity was in his disability. He, has, has your disability defined you? What have you let define you? What have you let disable you? Have you let hurt disable you? Or have you let pain and depression call you by name? Have you let your self-image or your past relationship define who you are? The devil knows your name, but calls you by your struggle. Jesus knows your struggle, but he calls you by your name. That's the difference of who you follow. God wants to change your way of thinking. He wants to change your identity. He wants to change everything about you. In verse 47, he said this, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Here's the thing about it. He was blind, but he wasn't deaf. His senses, you know, when you lose a sense, your other senses become very heightened. Like it's... My wife can smell anything. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. We could be 100 yards away from church. Do you smell the stench of that coming off that? Or me or something? Because her eyesight is going away a little bit. She can't hear very good. You know, I have to repeat myself a lot of times. That's very annoying. But I'm going to tell you one thing. That girl, ain't nothing no gets by her smell or she can smell it all. Since COVID, here's the thing. Since I had COVID a couple years ago, it still hasn't quite come back, and that's good because our dog's breath stinks. <laughs> but here's the deal. This blind man could sense what a city couldn't see. Wow. You know why? Because he saw with his heart. He saw with his heart what people all around him could not see. You may be lacking in one area. Here, this is for the church right here. You may be lacking in one area. Maybe one of your senses is not as strong as the other one. But let me tell you something. We are strong together. Whatever you're lacking in, somebody else is strong in. Whatever you're strong in, somebody else needs. We need each other. We need our strength. We're better together. I love this part, verse 48. 
Then many warned him to be quiet. He cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Can I tell you this much right now? The world will try to keep you from taking your shot. They'll try to silence you. They're going to tell you to be quiet. Go stand in the corner. Go do. They're going to keep you from going to where God wants you to be. You're always going to have negative peoples. Haters going to hate, hate. You want to sing it? Paige loves her. Negative people are going to be haters and people just don't understand how much you want Jesus. And they're not going to understand when you go the extra mile, when you do the extra things that they're going to say, why does he go to church all the time? Because you need it. Why do you go to celebrate recovery every Saturday night? Because you need it. Why are you around people of like mind? Because you need it each and every day. But haters are going to hate. I've had people that come in and say, man, ever since they started, they got saved. They've been wanting to go to church every Sunday. They want to go get involved with everything. But you know what? I'm telling you one thing. You want to be around like-minded people when God changes your life. He was desperate. He was tired. You ever been desperate and tired and had enough? The Bible says, so when he believed, he took his one shot. He shouted and he cried even more, son of David. He didn't go, son of David, I'm right over here. Hold on a minute, I'm, I'm not back over here. In the no, he said, son of David, have mercy on me. All the while, while he was screaming out, Jesus was noticing him. Remember the walls of Jericho when they walked around that seven times and they thought they were crazy? But do you know what tore the walls down? The walls came down with a shout. Sometimes, oh, come on, somebody. You gotta sometimes, you gotta shout it out when you want your freedom. You gotta shout it out whenever you want something. Too many times we're timid. And God says, I want you to shout it out. You gotta keep praising until you get your breakthrough. You got to keep proclaiming the word over your life. You got to start telling the devil, I'm saved, I'm delivered, I belong, and I am valued. So many times we allow him to tell us who we are, and when we need to start telling him who, who God is. Bartimaeus could have missed the miracle if he accepted what everyone else said. You got to shout louder and don't limit yourself to everybody else's opinions. I ain't going there because I go there a lot. Look what happens. If we don't give up. Verse 49. So Jesus stood still. And he commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling for you. Jesus stood still. Can I tell you, when you believe, when you take your shot in faith, you have the ability to stop Jesus in his tracks. All he's looking for, let me tell you what happened. He told the woman who fought through the crowd, who, who had been bleeding for 12 years, he told her, your faith has made you whole. You climbed through the crowd, you were sick, but your faith made you whole. He told another blind man, he said, your faith is what made you whole. Sometimes we just gotta not give up. Sometimes you gotta know that God hears your cries, he hears your desperation, he sees you when you think no one else is seeing you. And here's the thing, Jesus called him to come. Now, don't you think it would have been the polite thing to do for Jesus to walk over to him? I mean, he was blind, don't you think that would have been good? But you know what? Jesus, huh, you gotta listen to this. Jesus wanted to see how bad he wanted his healing. Jesus wanted to see, he wanted to see, are you gonna take a chance and walk even though you can't see? How bad do you want change? 
Are you willing to go through the tw all 12 steps in CR? Are you willing to do the things that God, the next steps out here when you give your life over to Jesus, are you willing to do that and more? Jesus wanted to see how bad he wanted it. But so many times excuses come into place. Excuses, excuses. My wife says, you're full of excuses. I'm getting better, praise God. But he could have said, I'm blind. I can't. It's always been this way or things are never gonna change. But he had to be willing to take a step and not excuses. He had to be willing to not listen to everyone else around. So many times we get swayed by the people around us. But I like this in 49. This is what happens. Then they, the haters, called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer. Rise. He is calling you. Their, their language kind of changed a little bit, didn't it? Oh, what do you mean? You were telling me to shut up a few minutes ago. Now you like me? Can I tell you something? If you will stay in the process that God has you in, if you will go where he tells you to go, you're going to change the language of those who told you you'd never make it. Come on, that's for somebody. Somebody's been telling you you can't do it. You keep doing it, and they'll finally have to come out on the other side and say he did it. If you stay in that process long enough and don't give up, things will change. This is ugly. One I had earlier was uglier than this. In verse 40, it says, And throwing aside his garment, he rose and he came to Jesus. Don't get comfortable in what you're wrapped in. That garment labeled him. That disability became his status. And that garment was his comfort zone. Oh, come on. My daughter had a blanket when she was little. She wore that thing out. She called it her pieces. Five years old, that thing was in pieces. It really was. But that thing labeled him. Come on, I'm going to ask you something this morning. Are you still trying to wear old things? Are you wrapped up in something that maybe in a friendship or a relationship or you wrapped up in the things of the world that so many times it doesn't fit anymore, but yet you keep wanting to wear it, Right? We think of the disability as something being physical, like hearing and sight and body. But there are many things that disable us. Our fears disable us. Our shame and regret disable us. And our anxiety disables us. Here's what he did. He said he threw it aside. In Hebrews it says, 12.1, it says, Let us lay aside every weight and sin which easily ensnares us. Can I ask you something? How far did he throw it aside? It, was he still going to trip over it? Oh. So many times we don't throw it far enough. Come on. What are you tripping on? You tripping on the past? Come on, that sounds good. That's old school. What are you tripping on? You tripping? What are you tripping on? The past? You tripping on bad relationships or old habits? Why do you keep tricking? Because maybe, just maybe, you've not thrown it far enough. Good catch. You know why we don't throw it that far out? Because we might change our mind. If I throw it this far, I can always reach out and grab it when I, oh, come on. I can always reach out and grab it when I want to. But he threw his way far. You know why? 
because his move was decisive. He said, I'm not sitting here by this gate anymore. I don't know what it's going to take to get me to Jesus, but this thing that's been wrapped around me is no longer going to be a hindrance to me. Verse 51 in the Bible, awesome. So Jesus answered to him and said, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabini, Rabani, have you say it, that I may receive my sight. Jesus said, what can I do for you? The guy was probably going, I'm blind. You see me, Jesus? I can't see nothing. But Jesus knew. Listen to what he wanted. He wanted him to acknowledge his issue. Sometimes you can't heal if you won't reveal. God, Jesus knew, his, knew what his situation was, but he wanted to hear it from him. Sometimes in our prayers, God knows everything, but there are things that he wants to hear from you. Sometimes there is a release that you can get just by telling God, God, I need you. Oh, God, I need you. I need you today. It was his faith to believe that Jesus wanted to see. And the man got right to the point. I, he knew exactly what he wanted. He wanted to see. Nothing was going to change in his life until he asked Jesus to change it. Verse 52. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus on the road. The man was probably expecting Jesus to come over and touch him. Wave the magic hand. You know, all of a sudden you wave your hand and you can see. He was expecting him to do some kind of theatrical thing. But Jesus told him, said, go. He says, your faith has made you well. He spoke the word to him. A perfect example of living by faith and not sight. Because faith to believe comes by hearing. And not only comes by hearing, it becomes by doing also. His identity changed with one encounter. Bar, the son of, he didn't have a name. Now, he was a son of God following after Jesus. He was no longer labeled. You know why? Because he took his shot and believed. This man was desperate. He knew he needed something. But here's the thing. He was determined to get there and not let anything get in his way. Let me tell you why that's significant. Jericho ending with a period, and as he went out of Jericho, historians say Jesus never passed that way again. What if blind Bartimaeus would have sat in the corner and said, always been this way. What if he sat back and listened to the haters and said, Oh, I can't get up there because everyone else, the crowd's too big. Or, you know what, I've always been this way and I think I'm just going to stay here and sit. He had to take his one shot in faith and say, God, I don't know who's coming through town, but I hear that this man can heal me. If he had never done that, he would have never had the encounter with Jesus. Can I just tell you this much right now? There's a world sitting outside on the road begging right now. 
Maybe not literally, but they're begging for something different. They're looking for us as the church to rise up and show them, listen, you got to want you. The best shot you can ever take is through Jesus Christ. They don't know they're looking for it, but you start presenting it to them. They were waiting for Jesus to pass by, but they were spiritually blind. Can I just tell you this in closing? Jesus is not a one-shot savior. Thank you, Lord. Come on, aren't you glad you're on chance number 433? Some of y'all are on chance 1,000. He's not a one-shot savior. His grace and his love and his mercy are all extended to us. The Bible says his mercies are renewed each and every day. But let me ask you this question. But what if there were times... What if there were things, what if there were opportunities that only came around one time? Can I just tell you something this morning, friends and family? You're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised 15 minutes from now. There may be a shot that you need to take this morning. You've been, maybe you've been struggling with that for such a long time. God, I, I kind of want to get to know you, but I don't... This may be your shot this morning. And I'm just telling you one thing right now. He passes by. He loves you. And in Isaiah, it says this. They don't have the scripture. It says to give them beauty for ashes. Come on, y'all been walking around with ashes all over you and you feel like you're ugly. You feel like you've just been so bad. He said, no, I'm about to make you beautiful. He wants to give you joy for mourning and a garment of praise. You've been wrapped around that garment. That thing's ugly. It stinks. Pastor Minnie can smell it. And he's been, he's like, I want to trade that garment for something that's new, for something that smells good, something that's bright. I just need you to let go of the old one. I need you to take a shot today. This is what we got to do. We got to allow God to help us rise from the ashes that we've created. Do you know we've created the ashes in our lives a lot of times? There's things that, that happened to us, but I caused most of the pain in my own life, to be honest with you. He wants to make it beautiful. He wants to take the depression and the fear and, and the sadness. He wants to replace all that with joy. He wants you to throw out that old coat of heaviness and replace it with a garment of praise. Can I just tell you this something? Sometimes you gotta praise your way out of a situation. Maybe there's something you don't know how to get out of. Sometimes you just got to say, thank you, Jesus. God, I don't, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but I know I'm going to praise my way on through it. Come on, so many times, man, God just wants us to lift our hands. And when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he wants us to lift our hands and say, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me each day. God, I'm not going to be scared of what looks back there anymore because I know who goes before me. This morning, if you've never had, go ahead and dim the lights if you would. Let's all stand if we would. <laughs> this morning, as we 
get ready to end another service. And if you've been in church a long time, you know you end the service, you give an altar call, you give a response. But I want this to be different this morning. I want you in faith to take your shot this morning. Whatever it is you need changed in your life, whether it's salvation, maybe you've never given Jesus a shot. Maybe you've never given him a shot at your heart. Can I tell you something? Everyone will break your heart, but he never will. Maybe you've never given him a shot at salvation and said, God, I come to you this morning. I've given, I've given everything else a shot. Come on, have you tried everything? Some of us are sitting here right now, we've tried therapy. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not down on these things. We've tried this, that, and the other. And Jesus is just like, I'm here. Won't you give me a shot? This morning as we get ready to sing this song, and if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, I'm going to ask you to take your shot and walk up here and pray with our prayer team on the left and the right up here. Take that shot and say, God, this morning, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I am a sinner and I need a savior. Will you please forgive me? God, also, will you help me to forgive myself as we said last week? I accept you into my life. I, I, I welcome you to come and live with me as my savior. Listen, if you prayed that prayer in any way in your own words, we want you to come forward and, and, and agree with someone. And also, we have a welcome home card. If you would fill that out and take it to the next steps bar, the welcome bar, the next steps, we'll tell you how to go on with this journey because it doesn't just, it starts there, but it also goes into a journey. Maybe this morning you have felt like your life has ended with a period. Maybe you've just said, okay, there's nothing really else I can do or I'm going to tell you, God is still writing your story and he hasn't finished it yet. So many of us close the book on ourselves. We close the book on our families. We close the book on our lives. And, and God says, no, if you'll just let me continue to write your story, it is not ending with a period this morning. So as they get ready to sing this song, if you want to gather around this altar, if you want to gather around the front up here and just say, God, I know you're not finished with me yet. Maybe your journey has just started, but maybe you've been serving God forever and you feel like, man, I, I want to go, but I don't know how to go. I'm telling you this morning, this is your shot. When you have faith to believe, God can change everything. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.